are listening to the Old Titans. This is one of your hosts, John Paul. This is the main host, B Man. So welcome back. Yes. Post post MegaCon tiredness and blues and exhaustion and we all that good stuff. We were supposed to have a MegaCon episode. Unfortunately, we did not because of somebody here at this table. I'm not saying who it was, but it was not B Man. And we'll leave it at that. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. No MegaCon episode for us. No MegaCon. We skipped the episode. Yeah. All right. We have a pre-one and a post-one. That's enough. That is that, enough. That'd be good enough. It is enough. All right. So before we get into that, let's go with the B-Man question of the week. So it was MegaCon related, which was if you want to make a... Well, any convention, I should say, I guess. Okay. If you want to make a costume, a cosplay, that you think people will notice, but at the same point, so obscure that nobody's really done it before, or at least been done okay. very limited times, what would it be, John Paul? All right, so I got two answers. Okay. Per normal, I couldn't narrow it down. That's because I thought I was cheating on one of them. I thought of one of them actually at MegaCon. That's the one I thought I was kind of cheating on, but it gave me the idea for the other as well. So saw this one vendor who's painting masks, um, hockey masks. You're kind of familiar with those, I think, being a horror fan. Yes. A great... My first thought was also mashups. Instead of just being obscure by itself, doing a mashup of some type. So if you did these hockey masks that were painted... And had four people stand together. And it could either be four Jasons, or you could do one Jason and then do the same idea with a Michael Myers mask, a Freddy Krueger mask, and maybe a Chucky, whichever, and do the rock group kiss. You know, and turn a machete into a guitar and other, you know, other weapons and things like that, and do horror kiss. That would be kind of cool. That's actually a great idea. I'm not, that, that is a great idea. Be fun. But it cheats a little bit because it's not a real character that exists. Okay, well, do you have a second part answer then? So, yeah, so the okay. one that actually exists. I do like that. That's a great answer, by okay. the way, for, okay. for mesh-ups. Mesh-ups are in now as cosplay. Yeah. Oh, very much. Huge. Very huge. That's a great mesh-up. I love oh, that. Well, thank you. Thank you. So the one, the other one is actually a mesh-up, but it's a mesh-up that exists in the comics. At one point, a character was created, a villain character was created called the Composite Superman, and he was... Physically, visually, half Superman and half Batman. Yeah, yeah. Straight line right down the middle, half and half. And I've never seen anybody do that. That'd be hard to do. It'd be hard to do, but it'd be recognizable. Even if you didn't know the character from the comic, people would recognize that you're half and half. Yeah. People who do recognize from the comics would think that's incredibly cool. And yeah, I don't know. I just I thought that was kind of. And since mashups are so in, it kind of brings in all those different themes. So those are my those are my two. Huh. Well, the first one's a great idea. Second one's a good idea. I just don't know how you could physically... Well, people could do it, I'm sure. Because we've seen... Somebody. somebody We've seen an Iron Man that literally turns into Iron Man. That's incredible. I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, My idea was originally... Wait for it, John Paul. I was going horror. You've seen a lot of Jason. That's why I like three Jasons this year alone. Yeah. Um, Mike Myers. At least one stabbed you, I think, didn't he? He literally stabbed me. <laughs> it did hurt. Actually, <laughs> I have two pictures of Jasons, and one guy literally choked me, and one guy literally stabbed me. I'm like, thanks, guys. I didn't want too much of an effect, but thank <laughs> you for that. Um, but uh, the part six Jason was yep. down, like, down pat, and then yep. he was short, which was only his fault. Yeah. Um, Jason's like, what, six, four, something like that. Anyways. He's huge. I was thinking Leatherface. Okay. I saw one this year. Um, wasn't that great, but, like, he's very, very, like, People know Leatherface is. Yeah, they know he is, but yeah, you're right. They never see a Leatherface. And I, I, mean, I can't imagine that caution being that hard to do. Yeah, I see Jason's. I see Freddy Krueger's. Freddy's all the time. Michael Myers a lot. I see Michael Myers every so often. I don't go to the horror con, so I, I'm sure I'd see more there. But Leatherface is not really a hard costume to do. You just need pretty much a you know a shirt and tie yeah. with a 
apron and that kind of thing and buy the mask online. Be cool. It should be a heavier guy because Leatherface is a heavier guy. But I think that'd be kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Um, until this year, I was like, you know, my buddy, a friend of ours, Shocky, were talking about it. Maybe have my daughter do um, Chucky. Yeah. Because she's the right work. size for that kind of. That would work. I think it'd be great. But I think this year at Spooky Empire, we're going to, she would be Samara from the ring. That's our plan currently for her. All right. So, yes. That's obscure enough, too. It is obscure enough. I mean, we're not talking characters no one's ever heard of because you got you want somebody to recognize. Well, the ring had sequels, and people know who yeah. she was, and especially at Spooky Empire, where it is a horror-based convention. Yeah. No, they'll, most they'll people they won't know her. Yeah. So, anyways, yes. This is one of the characters that crawls like backwards, upside down. No, although she can do that spider walk, which freaks me out because she's yeah. in gymnastics, and I hate when she does that. Because I'm like, I'm just no. I leave the room <laughs> actually when she does that. Yeah, you need to teach her not only to do that, but to do it slowly and then. Real fast, you know, two or three quick jerk steps, and then slow again, and then quick steps, and give that weird horror movie effect. Oh, have I do that Megcon? That'd be great, actually. Yeah, I might do that. Come on. All right. Fun. All right. So, good question. And now, the news. And you have a list. You actually have an actual list, John Paul. I have a list. I've had a list the last several weeks. I remember okay. That. I oh, usually yeah. did. This week, I'm yeah, just... Yeah, you have. You've been falling down on the job here, you know. I'm actually doing my other job. Oh, okay. While I work. That's, That's crazy. I, I care about that one, too. Because <laughs> you do pay my salary after all. Well, technically, we both pay both of our salaries since it's government yeah, jobs. Yeah, it's, it's weird how that works. Let's not think all. about that. Yeah. All right. So in the news, something big kind of happened this past weekend. Solo, a Star Wars story, opened. Oh, you did it now. Yeah, yeah it kind of opened. Okay. Um, big-ish. Um, any other movie? Would probably be pretty happy with these numbers. Um, domestically, $103 million. Um, worldwide, 172 million. For a Star Wars movie, this is the lowest opening of any of the new ones, and you know everybody's talking. You know, Disney stock did a, a little bit of a drop. Um, all kinds of bad press. Everybody talking bad about it. All that kind of stuff. Um, we'll get back to Solo later and all, but it's kind of odd how 103 million can sound like a lot for one movie and a disaster for another. Well, that's over four days. It was, I guess the. We get alone is eighty three point three, yeah. which actually for a Star Wars movie is incredibly low. It is, but again, it also depends on what movie you're talking about. If you're talking about the latest, you know, Will Ferrell comedy, if he came back with eighty three or one hundred and three, he'd be happy. That'd be ridiculous. True. It depends on what kind of movie you're talking about. But you think of the budget, you think of yeah. the advertising, all that. Yeah, and this is the most expensive of the most recent Star Wars movies. Really, two hundred fifty million dollar budget. So there is a chance, a slight chance, they could lose money in this movie. Slight, not not like two hundred fifty million dollars plus how much money in advertising in that? There's a lot of advertising, but then there's also merchandising and other stuff that true will come along with it. Okay, now, I, I doubt it'll lose anything, and Disney's not going to be hurt if it loses. A okay, we'll get bit. back to Solo later. I'm yeah, right. um, Avengers. Um, I think that's another little movie that came out fairly recently. You know, maybe you've seen it. I don't know. Yeah, good Heard movie. of it? Really good movie. Okay, um, it's closing in on two billion dollars. Two billion. Two billion. It's like 1.91 or 1.92. Or, Off the top of your head, what did Justin Lee make? Um, I want to say somewhere in the five or 600 million, something like so that. So it's past Justin Lee, you're saying? A long time ago. Wow. I think opening weekend, maybe. Yes. <laughs> if not, by the second weekend, it did. No, opening, I, I, it was opening weekend. Okay, I, I just, I just throwing out there. I'm just reminding you, John Paul. Okay. Just, it's, it's case, a lot of money. Just in case you forgot. No, that's a lot of money. A lot of money. Just think it doesn't make it any better. It, it was a lot better than Justice League. Nah, <laughs> and nah, not, nah. Even, not, not even close. Well, I'll say this. 
putting that one aside, Solo is a lot better than Last Jedi. You hadn't seen it, and you can probably. I, I, but I agree with you already. I agree with you already in that one. All right. Um, no, no, no. Let's go back to Justice League for a second. Because Justice League came on DVD. Okay. And Blu-ray, I guess. Yeah, it's been out and, for a while. And it was, well, it, they just announced it was the lowest selling DC universe. Blu-ray slash DVD. Which, I mean. Heartbreaking jump off. I feel so bad about this. I, I still enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I know it you did. I know you did. It doesn't change whether I enjoyed it or not. No, I know you did. I'm just, yeah, okay. maybe it's time to scrap this and start over. All right. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. See how it goes. All right, so coming up, since we're talking about some big movies here, um, there's still a whole lot of the summer to go. Technically, we're not even in the summer, but with school now officially out in most places, we're hitting the summer movie marathon. We're in Florida. We're in the summer. Yeah, well, there's that too. So I'm going to go down a list of movies that are coming. Okay. Um, do we want to say yeah. anything about them? Yeah, we'll just, if, yeah. Looking forward to, not looking forward to, that type Absolutely. of thing? Absolutely. Okay. So coming up, and these are kind of in order of the release date. I'm sure okay. I skipped some. I'm sure I missed some. That's fine. But... This is kind of the biggest. Hotel Artemis. Originally, I didn't care. Saw the trailer. Want to see it. The trailer is interesting. I want to hear what other people think first, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not against seeing it right now. It looked interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a fun little comic side story yeah, where it, the bad guys, the super villains, have this. Yeah. It, it's, it's it's very bizarre looking. Very so bizarre. I'm interested. Um, Ocean's Eight. I know you're excited for that. I'm guessing. Excited about the right word, but looking forward to it. Because of the three Oceans movies, I liked one and three a lot. Two was terrible. Two wasn't good at all, no. no. But I still love the actors and their character interplay. Okay. Yeah, they, they, so I know it's a different set of actors, or actresses in this case, but, you know. I will, if I get the opportunity, I will see it. I won't make a point not to see it. Mm-hmm. But I won't make a point to see it either. Yeah, I get it. It's one of those things, if I'm, if I'm there, if I can see it, I will. Probably go see Solo first. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Incredibles 2. That one I can see opening weekend. Yeah. So Incredibles 2, both looking forward to. Jurassic World, the next one. Looking forward to that as well. Looking forward to it. The first one was good. Hoping the second one is just as good. Yep. Again, not a great story, just be fun. Yeah, just just fun. Ant-Man and the Wasp. I'll see it. The first one was just kind of average. And nothing against Paul Rudd, but he's just... He's one of those actors that you expect to see on a sitcom that... Last for half a season and get canceled. He's he's not one of those big mega stars. And to me, the first Ant Man movie was about. Yeah, it was okay. You should not see it. That's my advice but, to you. You should. But not see the it. trailer, I was no, I was going to say is the trailer for the second one looks a lot better. So it could be they figured out what really did work in the first one and are going to do more of that. In which case, it could be a step up. And if the first one was average. I didn't feel like a waste of my money on it. It was just average. I know. I just... Trailers can be so deceitful. They can be. Suicide Squad. Just looking out there. Um, Equalizer 2. So, I enjoyed the series back in the 80s. I enjoyed the new movie. So, um, I have high hopes for the second one. I have high hopes. The problem is, I think they should have marketed it as Equalizer. Not Part 2. As almost like a reboot type to the franchise. Because people are like, oh, Part 2. And that immediately mm. gets people to think, what happened Part 1? Probably one years ago. Well, it wasn't that many years ago, about three or four. Was it really that, only that short one ago? Yeah, it hadn't been that long. Huh. Yeah, you just missed it. Apparently it did. It kind of flew under the radar. It, it, it did well. It's almost like John Wick and some of those that don't become the blockbuster, like a Star Wars movie. And Denzel as well? Um, yeah. I stand corrected. Ignore the man's <laughs> last comment. All right. Um, here's one that I did not see the first one. 
I wanted to because some of the actors are in it. I never felt bad that I didn't. The trailer for the second one looks good enough. I'm probably going to have to go back and watch the first one. Mamma Mia 2. I don't care even a little <laughs> bit. Not even a little bit, John Paul. I hope I didn't you enjoy so. it. I didn't think so. Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm so far behind on those movies. I watched the first two, maybe three. <laughs> I watched the first three in the theater. Four um, at home. Uh, no, I'll take it back. Four is the one that did not have Tom Cruise, I believe. He wasn't anyone in the movies? I want to say he was not. And I could be wrong, but I thought he was not. I think you're wrong in that one. Maybe he was. But I thought there was one that he was not. Maybe I'm thinking of a different franchise. But um, either way. Oh, I know what it was. No, that, was, that wasn't it. It was the whole Jason Bourne. Oh, that was that Jeremy was Renner. Yeah. Jeremy Renner was in for, at the same time, like in the same year, he had like four big movies that came out. That's what it was. I was blending all those together in my head. So he was in that next one. And it was okay. And then five I missed. I have at home sitting there waiting to see. And six. But I think these are so standalone now. It's almost like James Bond. If you miss a James Bond and go see the next eh, one. Probably. Who cares? You know, it's probably right. Um, Teen Titans go to the movies. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit for me either. The cartoon I can't. It has a big following. I yeah. don't get it. Don't care myself either. And um, Christopher Robin. I will probably see it because my daughter wants to see it. I have a feeling it'd be a little tear jerky at times. Yeah, I hate those tear jerky movies. I think it probably will be, but it's 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 Winnie the Pooh. I know it's Winnie. I know exactly what it is, yeah. Jamal. Can't go. Can't not go see Pooh. I mean, you can actually, and yeah. I probably will though. And then the last one before school starts back for most people: Happy Time Murders. I am looking forward to this movie. My guess is I'm not going to care about Happy Time Murders. That's just my guess. It's Melissa McCarthy, and I don't like Melissa McCarthy. What's wrong with Melissa McCarthy? She's like a female Will Ferrell. Huh, okay. Yeah, talented, I'm sure. People like her. I think but she's funny. Just, I don't like her on screen. I don't know, for whatever reason. Okay. But this one's getting kind of controversial because the Sesame Street um, company is suing them for um, not ripping off the Muppets you know, from Sesame Street, but giving Sesame Street a bad image. They're, wor- or they're worried that it's going to. So, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see where, if that lawsuit goes anywhere. My guess is no, it won't. The, it's directed by Henson's son. Jim yeah, Henson's son. Brian Henson. And doesn't he own the rights to the Muppets? Like, to, how does this go exactly? Well, now? actually, Disney bought that, but the Sesame Street ones, no. Um, but he's not using Sesame Street characters, I believe. Like not big not using them. No, he's not using them, but I'm sure you're going to have enough that are going to be analogs. Because the whole concept of this is, what do the puppets do? All the the puppets, the Muppets, the whatever you want to call them, what do they do in their downtime? What do they do when they're not on stage entertaining kids? This is the the adult life of the puppets, and so they're gonna have to have some analogs to kind of you know they won't have a Cookie Monster, maybe they'll have a Fudge Monster, you know, whatever. Even still, asking Marvel and DC, all these characters are just analogs of each other. Let's be yeah. real; they really are. Those companies don't sue each yeah. other left and right. They should. But. <laughs> well, I don't see this going anywhere, but they're doing it. So there's that. Um, something more controversial that had a more immediate reaction. Roseanne and her racist tweet got the show canceled. All of her stars coming out against her. Reruns pulled from Netflix and Hulu and all, any other place that was carrying reruns. That, yeah, in the grand scheme of things, this costs her tons of money. Oh, yeah. Because... The Roseanne, the original Roseanne show from the '90s, I guess it was. Yeah, that was on syndication on tons of networks. 
And it's gone. And those it's kind of like the Cosby Show now. As good as the Cosby Show was, I doubt we'll see the Cosby Show again for decades, if ever, other than going to buy the set. I mean, so you think that one little thing must have cost her millions. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much royalties pay off. Uh, quite a I'm bit. sure it's quite yeah. a bit. But even if you don't do anything, that, that's the money that gets the rest of your life. That's just me. Yeah. And I'm, I don't feel bad for her. You know, no, I, I mean, if you make a, a dumb comment, whatever it is, that happens all the time. I make dumb comments all the time. Her comment was completely racist. I'm sorry. Anyway, around it, it was completely racist. racist. And she did it. If she'd done it sitting around a you know lunchroom table with a few friends, wrong. But at least contained. Right. Here, you put it on Twitter. Yeah, and so it's for the world to see, and yeah. it happened. Yeah. I feel bad for us, the cast. I mean, and the show was supposedly had good ratings. Oh yeah, it had, it had great ratings, but it's gone now. So, and that's not coming back. You no. can't come back from that. No. I mean, when, if ABC had been owned by, you know, somebody different, maybe, but ABC being owned by Disney, they had to distance themselves from that instantly. Immediately. Oh, yeah. It was hours later. And a matter of fact, you know, she had a second chance years ago. She, the national anthem, yeah. sang, I think, of the A's game where it was. Yeah. yeah. When she pretty much blatantly destroyed the anthem, yeah. grabbed herself in an appropriate lead, and spits in the ground. You know, you had your, you had your yeah. chance before. <laughs> you got yeah. a second chance there, and now you. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Sorry, not sorry, I should say. <laughs> um, some other cool news. Jamie Foxx has been cast as Spawn. He'll be good, I think. I think it'll be good. Andrew Lincoln is leaving The Walking Dead in season nine. He's, Shocking. He's only going to be in six episodes. That's all he's kind of But that's really for. all he does anyway, so isn't it? Yeah, he might do it. Depends on which season. Well, when they're all together and they're not split up, he's in more. They haven't been all together since the, the jailhouse, though, have they? Well, it, it comes and goes. I mean, I honestly think there are, this what, 12 episodes, 13 episodes a season? Somewhere in there. He's only about half, maybe a year anyways. Yeah. But I don't know if the six will be the first six or be spread throughout and he'll leave. I don't know if he'll die. You know, they're not going to reveal any of that until... I don't think they'll kill him. I think they'll... Yeah. Something happen where... I don't know. I don't to know. kill Rick Grimes seems kind of... But Norman Reedus is happy right now. The rumor is he began twenty million a season, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Which is again, if you only do half seasons, like he, that's an insane amount of money. Oh yeah, no. Who actually showed up at MegaCon for one day? I believe yeah, he did. He finally showed up. Yep. He he canceled one day. Him and Jason Momoa both showed up. However, our side bet aside, they both showed up, which you said they wouldn't, and I say they would, but they showed up, signed some autographs, took some pictures, and left. Didn't do any panels. So that's, yes. to me, that's only half showed up. And they changed the day. We were supposed to be there Saturday and Sunday, only showed up Saturday. Yeah. More supposed to be there Saturday and showed up Sunday. Yeah. So I think our bet is probably null and void. I'm cool with that. I'm yeah. cool with that bet. <laughs> null and void. Um, lock and Key. I think you're familiar with the comic Lock and Key. Uh, Lovecraft, I believe. Yeah. It's, yes. um, it has gone through um, quite a bit. It, it was uh, They did a pilot, which was well-received at Comic-Con. Shown there, well-received, and then not picked up as a series. Followed by Universal trying to make a movie out of it. Followed by somebody else trying to pick it up as a series. Followed by somebody else trying to pick it up as a series. And it finally looks like Netflix is going to pick it up. Good for them. So Netflix yeah. has a good series. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, Amazon, another place that has good series, Amazon Prime. Um, they also have a lot of older material. Babylon 5 is coming back finally. Uh, I loved Babylon 5 back in the day, and it's all five seasons, plus the side movies will all be on beef. On Amazon Prime starting June 1st. never watched that. You know that? It, it holds up, but 
you still have to go into it knowing it's a product of the 90s. It's a product of its time. The the, the graphics are not at the, you know, the, the, the visual effects, the CGI are not at the level of today's CGI. But for the time, we're miles ahead. Almost like going back and watching the original Star Wars, A New Hope. You know, the effects were so far ahead of anything people were used to. Absolutely. That's what B5 did. They were ahead of everything. But they look a little dated now. The storyline is still fantastic. That's what Discovery, I think, does right now. Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. The, the effects are just so great. Yeah. For a TV show, it's unbelievable. So I would recommend watching B5. But it might almost be, if you decide you're going to do it, either look online or talk to me. And what I'd probably recommend doing is trimming away some of the episodes that were not the best, like any series that goes on for multiple years is going to have some duds. Right. Trim those away and watch the core story. Um, you know, there's, there's like a main story with a few side ones. A few of the side ones are great. There was one that a lot of people don't like, but I loved, um, that had, oh, I'm now blank on the actor's name. He played D'Artagnan back in the 70s, um, Three Musketeers um, show. He was Logan in Logan's Run. I can't think of his name. But... Yeah, anyway, he's in it, and he's he's a character who he's something's happened. He's mentally unstable. He thinks he's King Arthur, and it, it's a cool episode. And it was it was fun. A lot of people don't like that one because it was kind of a side story thing. So, but it, it's a fun series with a lot of neat stuff, a lot of neat actors. Um, Peter Jurassic, um, just a lot of really good ones. So, I highly recommend it. And the last bit of news: Brian Michael Bendis. Man of Steel number one comes out today. Cool. Be you. Maybe. Well, I mean, you know, Are we're you gonna picking see. it up? Um, I'm gonna pick it up. Um, I've read it already. Um, it was it was good. I won't spoil anything for anyone who hadn't read it yet. I'll wait, you know, a couple weeks on that. We're not gonna get into that yet. But it's there's one point in the story that makes me hesitate. Um, depends on where they go with it. If they go a normal direction, then yeah, it was good. If they go a bad direction, then I'll trash it every way from side. Bendis is a coin flip, actually, which way he'll go. Yeah, I don't know. I think he'll go the other way just for the reaction, I guess. I haven't read it yet at all. Yeah. So I'm still disappointed that DC's doing the whole kick out the previous creators and put him on there and give him the world just because he has the name that has sold a lot of books. And again, it'd be different if the previous creators had been not selling, but their books were selling well. So it's just, it's stupid. And it's Dan DiDio and Jim Lee trying to turn DC into Marvel and Image. So, well, not a good thing. Fix the movies. Maybe that'll work. Turn it to Marvel that way. Uh, don't, not, show. I don't want them to copy their movie style. Copy the results would be good. But I don't want to copy their style. Each company should have their own style. Right. It's not like reading Image, reading Valiant, reading whatever. Each one should have its own style. But, anyway. Okay. Um, that is all the news. Um I think we were going to talk a little MegaCon, though, today, weren't we? Yes. Let's talk a MegaCon recap here. First off, JP, what's your overall thought? Well, if you go into MegaCon expecting it to be MegaCon, not expecting it to be something that you hope for of some other type, if you go into it having been to MegaCon multiple times, knowing what to expect, and go in saying, this is this type of show. Every show is their own format. Right. Creation Cons, San Diego, Dragon Con. Um, Volcons back in the day, you name it. Each have their own personality. Megacon has its personality. If you go into it knowing that and knowing what to expect, they met expectations. And it was, I had a good weekend. I didn't have a great weekend, but I had a good one. So, I, 
that that's kind of I mean, plenty of stuff I'd fix. Plenty. We'll go through some of that. Plenty of stuff I'd fix, but it was just okay. It was, it was decent. How about you? What I will say right now is I've been going since I moved to Florida back in two thousand and two. Yeah. So you've um, seen you've seen the massive. I think I missed it the first year. Yeah. And the first few years, up until probably until like three or four years ago, right when we moved to Florida, actually, I would say it felt like it was run by the fans for the fans. These last couple of years, I do feel like it's moved towards the business. Which it was sold, to be fair. It was yeah, sold it was to sold. a company that's for profit. Then, then that's, but it feels that way now. Yeah. Um, a lot of things I'd want to see. Okay, Jason Moore is there. Mm-hmm. I know Marie just there. That would be a fun panel to go to. Oh, they didn't have a panel. Right. They were there for autographs. They were there for photos. That's it. Yep. It's all about the money. Um, and what actually upset me at MegCon was my daughter won't take a picture of Jason Moore from the distance. Be kind of cool. She's a seven-year-old girl from a distance. Who really cares? Right. As soon as she did that, a couple of people started to take the phone out, walk right in front of her. Instead, they're, 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 yeah. I guess the um, MegCon, I guess, employees. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Really? I mean, I can't. I just can't afford any high bucks for an autograph. I can't afford the hundred bucks for a photo. And especially since he didn't do a panel. Because yeah. normally those public appearances are, you know, where you take photos all you want yeah. is at the panels. So, again, it just seemed this year like was for the money. I still had a fun time. Um, but I will say, as opposed to previous years, I'd go every single day and have a good time. Yeah. This year I didn't see any purpose going Thursday and Friday at all. Yeah. Thursday at all. There's nothing going on Thursday. Yeah. Thursday is literally a waste of money at this point, if you ask me. Um, yeah, the vent- maybe buy some cool stuff from the shops. People would. Might- if you want to be the first one to see the vendors, yeah. Yeah, because you might have one or two things that might go fast. And actually, that's when I got my autographs. I did get to see Peter Tomasi, and because it was the first day and not many people there, I was able to walk right up to his table, get autographs, talk to him for a while, and not feel like I was tying up other people, you know, in line or anything. I want to do that with Amanda Carter. I didn't see her the entire time. I walked wow. by her death like 15 times, didn't see her there once. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so I'm going to say I'm a little bit disappointed, honestly. Um, there wasn't any panel that really struck off. I gotta go to this one. A couple, yeah, I would mind seeing Goldblum's panel. That was, seemed pretty fun. It was Saturday. I was really busy on Saturday. I get to that in a second. But Thursday and Friday there was nothing there for me. I went to the Doctor Harbour thing. It was yep. pretty fun. But yep. again, would I make a point to go for this? No, Not for I just wasn't. that. Yeah. Um. So I don't. And again, what happens once the doors close? Nothing. Once yep. the convention's over, there's no. Yeah, you're gonna there's... go to this. Extra, Extra money. I think it's extra, extra money, money for anything at night. Yeah. It just seems like it's a business now. And when a cosplay fan thing becomes for business, to me it kills a lot of it. Even it though, even some of the cosplayers charge some money to have a picture taken with them. Yeah, and that's and that that's really all stuff. I, and that's why I say I knew going in that's what this convention was. Right. Yeah, I don't like everything you said, you're right. I don't like that. But I knew going in this is what to expect. So as long as I knew that was what to expect, and I went in just to cosplay with my wife, um, take pictures of cool costumes, do a little shopping, see a couple of guests, hopefully, and that was that was it for my expectations. But what I'll say this year is, you know, every year up until probably last year, you and I would always fight because you're a big Dragon Con guy. I've been a Meg Con guy. Yeah, I've been a Dragon Con. Let's be real. Yeah. I can be honest with there. But you always say this so much, more. and I always agree with you. There's more there. Megcon has its own identity and it has its own fun there. It's yeah. its own thing. It doesn't seem like it has that anymore. It's lost that with a sale, yeah. It does feel like it is now just a business. You're going to go to these extra panels, but that panel costs you this money and it go to now. 
It was always free before. Getting my ticket. This one is very much. I said all conventions have their own identity, but all the ones that are owned by the corporate entities like this, all the ones that are owned by this company, all the Wizard World conventions, they're all very similar. Yeah, you get things like um, one of the notes I made sure to make to myself is when you walked into the dealer's room, Rooster Teeth was right there. Okay, if you're into anime, Rooster Teeth, big name. The other three booths that were centerpieces were Five Hour Energy, Geico, and Sprint. Right. Throughout the room, you had other stuff like T-Mobile and other things. Right. But the four big booths, right when you first walked in, only one of them, and it was the smallest of the four, only one of them had anything to do really with why you'd be at a convention. Right. That was, I thought that was ridiculous. It feels like they sold out to me. Yeah. And I, I don't like that. No. Yeah, that was. Um, I, I still had a, I had a great day on Saturday, but out of the four days I went to, Saturday was the only one I actually really enjoyed. Um, Thursday was kind of interesting. I mean, Thursday is Thursday, Thursday. Yeah. You know what you're going on Thursday. Like my daughter's birthday was Thursday. I took her because she wanted to see the shops and yeah. see the cosplays. What was the cosplay? wasn't anything really going on Thursday. Not a lot. Not a lot. So they, had, they had a couple different kickoff parties that night, which you had to pay extra for. Again, pay extra for that. Thursday was a wasted ticket. Yeah. yeah. Unless uh, you really, want to pay extra. Or if you're just buying the weekend pass, it's cheaper to buy the weekend than it is to buy only Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So Thursday's just kind of thrown in for free. I would, if my advice would be, still go. Just buy Saturday and Sunday. It's by the weekend. And, see, I, and I would say do Friday and Sunday, maybe. Okay, even still, that's Again, fair. For crowd. I, I just don't like the bigger that's Saturday the crowd. crowd. Right? And that's the only difference. That's the only difference. And, and that's fair. That's fair. Um, but this year was the year I actually really noticed disappointing myself, where, yeah. like you said, the the big ones we saw were people don't belong there. Yeah. Um, a lot of the celebrities there were wrestlers. John Cena was an exception. I defended him yeah. being there because, again, he does a lot of movies now. But I, mean, I don't know what the tickets sold. Maybe they want people wanted to see those guys. But did Braun Strowman do well? I don't, I don't know. But the thing is, and yes, I know, there's nothing wrong with it being a business. There's nothing wrong with them making money on it. There, there's absolutely nothing well, wrong with it. you shouldn't have to make money, absolutely. I mean, you however, shouldn't have to. However, I think you should pick an identity and focus on an identity. And Dragon Con has this, too. They have some of the wrestler stuff there, which I don't like. When these shows have gotten this gigantic and this big, 80 to 100,000 people, that's too many people tried to cram into one space. Pick an identity and stick with it, and you're going to trim that number down. You're not going to lose half your people by not having wrestlers there. But maybe instead of having 80,000, you have 70,000. Hey, that's, it's amazing how much that little difference is going to make you know, to the guests who are there, and they have more fun. And yeah, it's going to be less money coming in, but you're probably going to do better long-term by having a better show, it's going to be successful longer. And correct me if I'm wrong, didn't that seem like to you, maybe because I could be wrong on this, it seemed like there are quite a few cosplayers, like the professional ones. You can take a picture with them, mm-hmm. but it costs you money. Yeah. That is a brand new thing to me. I think yeah. I, I first noticed it last year briefly, and I was shocked. The Walking Dead guys did it. Yeah, it's it's very weird. Uh, I don't mind it when they're doing it for charity. Like there, there was, was a couple, the Batman and Robin. Yeah, right? the Batman and Robin, where you could look at them climbing up the wall, you know, and you poke your head out the window or whatever and get in the picture. That was fantastic, and they were raising money for charity only. Right. No problem. It was not for them. Right. But the ones that are just doing it as a money-making thing, that has become a career for a lot of people. And that's killing what's, what's cosplay to me. Yeah. Cosplay is doing what you love and showing people what you love. That's why I actually, you know, I mentioned her before on the show, Lauren C., I'm a big fan of her. Um, she couldn't come this year, unfortunately. But, you know, her talent is better than 99% of the people we saw there. Mm-hmm. But she didn't charge anybody. It's yeah. just her love for the for the for what it is. 
I, I, I felt a lot of that love gone this year with people, like a lot of cosplayers. It's, I really did. There, there's quite a bit of it, and there's quite a few who you can tell probably are not, and I don't want to get too much into this part, but probably are not really there because they love the stuff. They just found, hey, I have the right body type, whether that is a large, muscle-bound male or a sexy, model-looking female. Right. I have the right body type to look good in these costumes, and all these geeks are going to want to take pictures of me. So I can turn this into a side career or a full career. And then I'll go and have my own life because I don't care about any of that stuff myself. There's a lot of people like that. Not all. There's plenty of people who happen to look good and love this material. But there's a lot who are just there just for the paycheck. And yeah. it, it, it steals from the spirit of the show. It, it steals from that identity, that, that feeling of it's for the fans, by the fans. It, it did feel that way. Uh, I will say that some of the stuff I saw, I didn't see Dr. Harville. You saw that. You yes. said it was fun, right? It was fun, yeah. Um, I went to the DC com- or one of the DC Comics talks, and it was not the talk it was supposed to be. Dan DiDio got all messed up, and he did Saturday's talk on Friday. And I didn't want to hear Saturday's talk. I wanted to hear Friday's talk, and so I don't know if he ever did Friday's talk. But it was still fun. Okay. Um, Peter Tomasi and um, Tom King and Jose Luis You mentioned Tomasi a couple of times. What does Tomasi do? Um, he has been writing Superman... The Super Sons, um, he, um, Damien, um, he helped create Damien. He helped create Damien. I hate this guy already. Oh, he created the current version of Damien. I don't think he created Damien. I think he created the Damien that everybody now loves. Okay. Damien really works these days. Does he? Okay. They're, 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 they've morphed him into, not physically, but morphed him into a character that really, really works. And when him and um, Jonathan, um, the new Superboy, are together, they come across as two kids who... It just works. It, it, okay. But Tomasi, no, Tomasi um, writes all that. He's had a big career, doing a lot of stuff. I have to go back and look at a long list. Um, so saw that. Saw Billy D. Williams Friday night, and that was really cool. And he was the only one. I'm going to come back to him in a second. He's the only one that did something right. Um, but we had, saw Jeff Goldblum. Okay. Goldblum. He was entertaining. Saw Catherine Tate. Very entertaining. Saw Carrie Always. Very entertaining. Every single one of them except one. I want to say Jeff Goldblum was the one. But every single one of them started late by 10 to 20 minutes. And every one of them talked for somewhere between 20 and 30 minutes tops. That was it. One of them took uh, audience questions. I think one. It might have been two. I had two. Really? Billy D. Williams and Catherine Tate both took audience questions. Okay. Um, the others didn't take audience questions at all. Only talked for, I believe, 25 minutes was the average for most of them. Right at 25 minutes. For a panel that was scheduled for a full hour. You know, when they, when they say, well, that's it. You know, come by and see them at their booth. Get an autograph. Get a photo. Again, back to the business model. Back to the business. And the reason they were late, at least two of the panels mentioned that they had to finish up the autographs they were doing first. So they were taking care of those paying ca- customers instead of these paying customers, these being the people who paid for a ticket to come see the show. Right. So, yeah, the business side was not good. Billy D. Williams did something slightly different, though. His was the last talk of the day. And his handler, they all had a handler of some type, just about, except for right. one. His handler made a point to ask, hey, are we the last people in this room? Yeah. Um, all right, so we're just going to take a little extra, since he had been late, we're going to take a little extra time. You know, and somebody from Megacon actually said something about it, saying, well, you know, can't really do that. We've got people who are going to be waiting on autographs. His immediate response, this is Billy D. Williams. They'll wait. Did he said that? And he went till 10 after. Good for him. That was, so... I want to say he didn't go for a full hour, but when you added up the entire thing, he went for 50-plus minutes, which is, that's fine. So, Billy Williams, 
stamp of approval. And actually, I was watching just before we started here the John Cena panel mm-hmm. again. He's a big wrestler. I yeah. I, I kind of followed I stopped following wrestling years ago, but turned actor, yeah. But again, I don't know much about the guy. Yeah. I watched his panel. Now I'm a fan of this guy. Yeah. He answered all, all audience questions. The entire panel was audience questions. Okay. A lot of little kids asked him questions, and he stayed 20 minutes later than he's supposed to. Well, that's cool. So, and he seemed he got up there on stage. He's like, "Oh no, I'll stay here. I'm good." I'll, people ask the questions, and it's just a great time. Like so I respect the, that guy. There's now. some of the stars who will do that. Some won't. Sometimes it's not because they themselves are against it. They just let the, the agents and all control their schedule and they just go with the flow. Right. I put the I put the problem on Megacon and the agents, not on the stars most of the time. Right. Um, I will say from a in, entertainment value, Kath, first, Catherine Tate, very entertaining. She didn't have a handler. She walked out on stage, took the microphone from the guy. He walked off stage and she ran the show. She walked down into the audience, walked around, talked, had fun, walked back and forth. You know, there's usually microphones on each side of the room. She walked back and forth across the stage, addressing the person directly, telling some good stories. She was very much like John Barrowman, who knows how to turn even a bad question into entertaining for the whole audience. And it, she was she was very, very good. Okay. I walked out of that. Even though she was only like 30 minutes, I felt like I got a good show. The best one, Carrie Elway, I think she probably had the best performance, but Carrie Elway's his was obviously very scripted. The handler was sitting there. Hey, I read this thing the other day that you've written. I think it might be a good idea to tell the audience about this. What do you think? Oh, I can tell that story. You could tell it was not spontaneous. You could tell they had scripted they were going to do this. But Carrie Always is a great storyteller. Um, he has a book, As You Wish, and most of these stories are in there. And And his storytelling was... He does voices. He does all this kind of stuff. And I, I'd love to get his audio book because I think he reads it himself. But he would, he would tell stories about Andre the Giant. He would tell stories about Billy, um, Billy Crystal, stuff from Princess Bride, stuff everybody there wanted to hear. And I honestly thought I was going to bruise my ribs several times from laughing so hard. Some of the best, I mean, it was, again, it was only half an hour. I got my money's worth with him. And for nothing else, he was really good. So I do want to call those out. Okay. Was there anything else there, though, that you saw that stood out as really good or really bad or anything? Nothing stood out to me at all. Nothing at all, huh? And that was, this is the first year where I left. I mean, I tell a story. My daughter dressed up on Saturday. Yeah. Last year, she was really sad because she dressed up every day and nobody took a picture. She was five years old last year. She was what, doing Disney princesses? Or six years old. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, and it was a cheap costume. We got a Disney store or whatever it was. But, yeah. Much better cosplays going on there, and, and people felt kind of awkward when taking pictures with a little girl. Yeah, I can't that. really blame them for that one. Mm-hmm. It is odd. Uh, this year, we posted a couple pictures, I believe. Um, she did Georgie, and her godfather did Pennywise. Uh, from what we did, obviously. Right. And we got there before he did. So she had the raincoat on, the balloons in her hand, and she was standing by the escalator, and I was kind of right next to her. And everybody's walking by. Georgie, Georgie. Everybody's like screaming and all that kind of stuff. And That's cool. Big smile on her face that erupts. Oh, yeah. People are stopping her left and right taking a picture. Anytime she would, Daddy, someone took my picture. Daddy, someone else. And she was doing a countdown. She literally <laughs> counted everybody took a picture. By the time Pennywise, um, Shockey showed up, yeah. she was at 65 people stopping taking a picture. <laughs> I kid you not. And that's people where we counted that stopped her. People walking by still taking a picture when you didn't count. Right. right. By the time you get to a place that she just walked to with him, they stood there for an hour and a half taking pictures she was at like 112 what it was yeah. it was insane 
And um, we estimated a world of a thousand pictures taken of her. Yeah, I know she was exhausted that day. Yeah, we found some videos of her later on. We could see her face. She just she was ready to call it quits. So that's great. She she's she's going to have great memories of that. So she that was. was my happiest moment. That's the only thing I can really think of this year that stood out to me. Right. That's it. Well, um, something that stood out to me a little bit was the DC photo shoot. Not okay. because of DC, but we go to the DC photo shoot each year. And it was about half the size this year. Okay. But it was, I don't think it's half the size because it was DC. It was half the size because it was just... To me, the crowd felt down again. Last year felt smaller. This year felt even smaller. There were plenty of people. Saturday, believe me, Saturday was ridiculous. But Thursday, Friday, and Sunday... And I'm with you, definitely too. Felt smaller. It did feel smaller to me as well. I don't know if... Was it maybe just bigger this year? The area was bigger? I, I think people are being turned off a little bit. Again, they're making money. They're, they're making plenty of money. But I think... I think a lot of people are being turned off because there's so many convention options now that if you don't have a great one, you're going to lose a lot of people. You're going to get the locals who are going to come in on Saturday always, but right. you're going to lose a lot of the, you know, hop convention to convention, weekend, full weekend, really get into it, people. I think that's a lot of it. But um, the DC photo shoot was half the size, um, so that kind of stood out to me. The people who were there had great costumes, but they only filled about half the steps. Normally, they filled the entire thing. I mean, the anime is getting bigger. Mm, oh, absolutely. And Marvel movies, let's be real, Marvel movies doing really well. There was a lot of Marvel yeah. characters there. But I, I agree with you. You know, Saturday, almost every single year on Saturday, I usually stand outside the convention itself mm -hmm. like, in the top floors taking pictures because the showroom was a nightmare. Yeah. I didn't have a problem this year in the showroom. The showroom yeah. wasn't that busy. Um, the food court area seemed smaller than this year than last year. I had no problem in the seat this Always year. Always could find a seat, yeah. And that was weird to me. And Especially I, on Saturday. And I saw a lot of people complain about the food, and I will give them this. Any hotel, airport, oh, yeah, convention it, it's center, expensive. that has nothing to do with Megacon. That's the entertainment industry and travel industry. When you're a captive audience, the costs are going to be high. Exactly. And it's convenience cost. We didn't have to eat a burger and fries. Say if they were charging $15 for a burger at the convention, you don't have to pay $15 for the burger. You can go down the street and get a $5 burger. But it's going to be... You know, 15 to 20 minute walk down the street. Going to be Madhouse next. 15 to 20 minute walk back. Yeah, it's it's convenient. Yeah, no, yeah. I get you. Yeah, so I, I don't mind paying it because of that. So I, I don't, but a lot of the other, a lot of the other stuff, um, like the charging for convention or for the parties and all that kind of stuff, that's where the, the nickel and diamond really happened. Um, panels. I mentioned before a lot of not being on time and short. To me, that's something they really need to improve on because you mentioned you didn't have a lot to do. Right. Um, Alex, it was terrible last year. Alex saw more panels than we did because they had one cosplay track where they taught them how to use Warbler and other costuming tricks, which is which is cool. And those are smaller panels, easier to get into. But except for that, there just really wasn't anything new, and they they've, they've got to improve that, or they're going to be losing people over time. The show is going to start dwindling. The show, I think, next year you might see a huge hit. Yeah. I really do. And last year, they never announced the attendance. The year before, they announced it because it went over 100,000. Last year, when we were speculating that it was smaller, they never announced the number. I don't expect them to announce it again this year. I think it's going down, man. Yeah. And this is sad to me, in a way. MegCon was always my happy moment. Yeah. And this year, my daughter went out for days. I was so excited to take her. But nothing stood out to me that, oh, I had to take her to see this. It well, really wasn't keep looking that around. Way. Keep looking around. There'll be other, there'll be other shows and... I mean, there's a Tampa one coming out. There's a Tampa Comic Con. I don't know how that is. And spooky. And... Yeah, but again, those are smaller. Yeah. This is the big one. But it feels like this big one is becoming smaller, and because it was turned into a business. The thing is, smaller is not bad. My smaller, favorite memories are small ones. The small ones are good. 
if it's run by the fans. Yeah. I don't think business people understand, just like the studio executives of DC, I was talking yeah. about them, they don't understand what the fans want. Right. And that's or what Kathleen Kennedy. Or Kathleen Ke- Kennedy. Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. Perfect example, actually. Yeah. They're doing their own thing. And um, they're getting it wrong. Listen to the fans. Yeah. You have to cater to the fans in these events, and they're not doing that. They're saying, how can we get the most money out of this? Yeah. Because, yeah, the fans are going away... But because they're charging extra money for these events to go on, we're making more money in the, in the grand yeah. scheme of things. So we're still winning. Well, since I mentioned Kathleen Kennedy and I'm looking at the clock on the wall and our time is almost up here, I do want to mention one other thing. Well, Solo. Yeah, you ahead. haven't seen Solo, I know. I have not, no. Um, Kathleen Kennedy aside, forget about all the controversy there. Saw Solo on Monday, on Memorial Day. Had a good time. It was a lot of fun. And most people that I've talked to who've been to see it, of all different varieties, people who like anime, people who like Marvel, people who like Star Wars, people who like whatever. Everybody seems to have the same opinion that I've talked to personally, and that is, hey, it was fun. They're just that's yeah. They don't gush over it. They don't say that's the best thing I ever saw. But they also don't talk bad about it. It was, it was fun. That's I haven't seen it yet because again I'm holding back. Yeah. Just the fact that I was so disappointed in Last Jedi. And the numbers came out there, and there was a lot of rumors that this oh, kid yeah. can't act, and this is happening, and just so much rumors going on put it that way. And I think part of what hurt this movie is a combination of all the rumors, um, Last Jedi not doing as well, and not being received as well, and it being so close to when The Last Jedi came out. I mean, it's only five months away. Um, and it was sandwiched between... Yeah. Like, first of all, you, you missed the May 4th. Why you missed that one, I have no idea. Second of all, why would you go against your own movies? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't market it well because could be wrong, but what I read was it actually came out on the day that the original Star Wars was released. But they never said that. Yeah, I would announce that right away. That'd yeah. be the top thing I'd announce. Especially when you made the announcement you're moving from December to May. If that's the reason you did, okay, at least now it's understandable. But no, they just they marketed it poorly. Wouldn't put it they didn't put a trailer with The Last Jedi. Right. Yeah, you know, the trailer didn't come out until February or a teaser until February. Um marketed poorly. Um, production troubles, you know, with firing the original directors and all the rest. Reshoots, 70% of the movie was reshot. They did enough. It had to go above 70%, I think is the rule, for the new director to get sole directing credits. And Ron Howard got sole directing credits. He had to reshoot that much of the movie. Let me ask you a question here, then. Do you think the reason they didn't market it as well, they just pretty much thought, you know what, it's Star Wars. The market itself. The name, the name market itself, let's be real. It could be somebody. Whether it's Kathleen Kennedy or somebody else. It could be somebody said, you know... It's Star Wars. It's Han Solo. If you ever have a movie you don't need to market, this is it. So let's find out what happens when you don't market one well. Let's 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 put some money on the line just to uh, see well, what they happens. They put a lot of money on the line there. Yeah, uh, but it again, I recommend everybody goes to see it. And I'm not going to try to build it up again to be the greatest ever, but I will say this feels the most like the original A New Hope. Maybe not the same. Level, but it feels the most like that just grand adventure, okay. like you got with that. Again, fun, and that, that's good for me. That's good enough for me. Yeah. I don't want to beat you over the head story. I don't want politics in my Star Wars. I just want a fun Star Wars story, yeah. and that's what this is. And I think I'm it's all a, in. And I think it's appropriate for all ages. Um, you know, there's a couple of deaths here, or there. You I mean Star Wars? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're gonna have the standard stormtroopers, but you're gonna have a couple of people you actually see. You see their face. They're not generic stormtrooper that might die. That. Depending on your kid, you know, it's, you might decide to yes or no. But we're not talking Jason Voorhees slasher type, you know, thing. Right. it's blaster shot and, you know, somebody fall over type deaths. You know, it's, 
it's um, Star Wars level, sort of clean, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but it's it was it was really good. Um, good. I'm glad to hear that. So, question for next time: Does B Man have a good question yeah, for us? Go back to the conventions for a second here. And a simple question: What brings you to conventions? What's the top thing that brings you to a convention? All right. Yes. I have to hold myself back. I got a lot of them, but I'm gonna try well, to pick one. Well, pick one. You pick a. You do the John Paul thing. You pick a few of them, and then you say, "Well, that was an idea, but this one I really." No, I will on this one. I'm gonna to try to pick the single main reason. Okay. That I go to conventions. Okay. And it has changed over the years. I might point that out. That might be where I do my John Paul thing. And have multiple you answers. Do your John Paul thing. I might say as a kid, "Here's why I went," and now as an adult, "Here's why I go." Do your John Paul thing. It's okay. I give you permission. But everybody has different reasons. Exactly. So that's, that's good. That's you have good. a lot of reasons. Alrighty. So, for John Paul B-Man. and the Geeks Worldwide Network, this is the Old Titans, and we are out of here. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks! Assemble!